Yep. Give me a nod yeah, when you're ready. Shooter's ready. Stand by. Hey everyone, this is Matt Gunlock from the 3GIQ podcast. I'm here with my co-host Frank Gal, and we have a special guest. Um, you know, this guy, he is an 0369 infantryman. He joined the Marine Corps shooting team back in 2019. And, you know, he set records while he was a summer shooter. Uh, really solid guy, really good friend. His name's Dan Rhodes. Uh when he came to the team, he did a lot of good things with the rifle team, helped try and change vision, went over to the pistol team for a bit. And now he is over at what we call the advanced marksmanship training package. And they are a really cool unit in itself and what the in the direction that they're taking the Marine Corps in terms of marksmanship. So, Dan, before I go any further, can you kind of introduce yourself? Yep. Uh, everything that he just said. Uh, so I work as a instructor for the AMTP, um, we are subsection of MPMS, which is the marksmanship program management section uh, that falls under training command. Um, work at Webster Train Battalion and uh, have been doing so since 2019 and will continue doing it throughout the rest of this year. Um, but yeah, absolutely happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. The creation of AMTP is pretty uh, pretty recent. Um, what was the impetus for its creation? And then where was the demand signal coming from? Was it from the fleet? Was it general Marine Corps wide? Everyone saying like, hey, what we use to assess marksmanship just isn't where it needs to be. Okay, so uh, back in 2018, we started really pounding away at this. Uh, there's a couple different variations of what the program is now. It start uh, like most things starts off as one, doesn't end off as the same. Um, but where we where we were driving this from was a thing called the CBA, which is just a capabilities based assessment. Um, it was a test done by many people. It was a several hundred page document, uh, pretty much just taking what the capabilities are uh, and then discussing on where we fall short. Um, there's a lot of shooting involved, a lot of data collection involved. Uh, and at the end of that, the, the assessment just really broke it down as where the Marines in the Marine Corps struggle when it comes to marksmanship. Um, that thing got, got sent out to the, to the Marine Corps. And one of the outputs from the Combat Marksmanship Symposium that happens every year was everyone was like, let's fill these gaps right away as soon as we can. So that's when we started looking into AMTP stuff. Um, really drove uh, the AMTP program from what it was to what it is now. Um, and that that gap uh, filling happened as soon as the uh, uh, instructors were formed, if you will, uh, the cadre that fills in the MTP staff now. So, so I got to ask, uh, you know, I know how it was all, all formed, but can you, you know, describe to the listeners how everything was formed and, you know, what was the desired in strength and what characteristics do you look for whenever you uh, look for an AMTP instructor? 
Sure. So right off, right off the rip, I was actually in uh, Hawaii running a mic with the the shooting teams, and I got a phone call saying, "Hey, there's this new thing, and uh, that thing being the MTP and Battalion Webstream Battalion was looking at filling it with people from internal, like taken from Hyde to fill those spots." Um, myself and a couple of other guys on the shooting team, uh, Chris Scott was one of them. Um, we got put into a pile essentially. Uh, here's our are capable guys who can teach, coach, mentor, instruct marksmanship. And the out of this crew, all of us went and ran. We got ran through the initial uh, AMTP uh, with some of the original instructors of the program. Some of those instructors went through the previous versions of AMTP as well. Uh, so they're the ones that taught us uh, out of that group. I think there was like 14 of us that went through. Out of that came eight. Uh, so those eight were the original uh, AMTP crew for weapons training battalion. Um, they kind of pulled from everywhere. So, uh, we have, I think I'm going to mess up my number share. I think we got six guys from the shooting team, um, two guys from MTC, uh, and we got a PWS guy. Um, so kind of like a pickings from all over the battalion to form that original crew. Um, some of the desired strengths that they were looking for previously, like I want guys who can already teach marksmanship, we're just going to train them and have them instruct what we want them to instruct. Right. I'm just going to say it up front. There wasn't a whole lot of differences from what teams was doing already or how they do things that really differentiated between the two. Um, so the end, end state or end goal was really met when it was like, Hey, let's form this original crew. The only thing we kind of missed out on was like numbers. We really needed like 14 uh, to 15 guys to really feel like we could conquer the world with this thing, but we ended up with eight and we took it from there. You know, you, you bring up some really good points there. Uh, but I guess you guys recently ran a tryout of sorts and it all came from people from within weapons training battalion. And obviously a lot of people there, like the, the shooting team is there. So a lot of people take interest in the shooting sports and stuff like that. But what, what was your format for these tryouts and how often do you, do you see you guys selves running these tryouts for pers uh, prospective instructors um, whenever you do this? So the, the tryouts that we just held were done uh, early, ended early December. Um, it was kind of the same thing again. So we, we put out uh, essentially like, Hey, give us who you feel in your individual sections meet kind of like the, the description that we're looking for again, who's a, a solid instructor, right? Uh, who understands marksmanship. Um, and then another one of those things we were just kind of looking for is we we're looking for like that good dude vibe, right? So like to really mesh with the team. So that's what's great about having a small team. You really get to know everyone and you work well together, right? The bigger that team gets, it can kind of get out of whack. So when we, we originally had this uh, crew show up, there was 12 of them. Uh, and out of those 12, we took seven. Um, out of those seven, met all the things we were looking for. Got a few more teams, guys, who are who are already killing it as far as market shift construction goes. Um, doing a great job shooting and competing on their own. Uh, got a couple guys from MTC as well, kind of new to the battalion. Uh, didn't really have a foothold in anything yet, so we kind of saw them, saw their capability right off the bat. They might not have always been meeting the mark that the team's guys were doing as far as marksmanship performance goes, but, man, these guys are are into what we are teaching. They think it's awesome. They want to be a part of it, and that kind of fuels them to uh, uh, be part of the team. So it really works out well. So we're up to 14 now. Um, and then looking at growing that in the future, it I don't know what that looks like yet. 
I really don't. But as, as far as what we have now and pulling from weapons training battalion seems to be working really well for us. Um, and what that looks like in the future, I have no idea. Um, I, I, I have an additional question I want to ask uh, yeah. with that. So um, you have guys that may not come in with the same skill level as the team guys. What do you guys do? Um, and, you know, what's the process of getting them up to speed and how long does it take to get them up to speed? Even if they're not maybe as fast as teams guys, like what's like, how long does it take to get them to an acceptable level? Sure. So, um, I could have answered this in the original one too, I guess. So I'll say it this way. Uh, the, the format that we kind of followed for this tryout was an AMTP. So we wanted twofold, right? If we're not taking everybody to be a part of uh, uh, AMTP, then at least we're returning these guys with having attended a course, right? Because we're trying to validate ourselves as, as an actual POI within the Marine Corps. So we got to send everyone away who didn't stick around uh, with a AMTP cert, right? Um, but the format being AMTP in and of itself, like there is a significant level of marksmanship improvement that you're going to see in those two weeks. So as, as, all of the Marines that we took from Weapon Stream Time, every single one of them, we saw improvement, right? And so very much like teams has done in the past where we're looking to see what kind of guys we pick up for the summer. We're looking for like guys who are coachable, right? So like I tell you something to fix and then I'm watching you currently try to fix it on the spot. I'm not getting a lot of like, oh, I did do that or I'm not actually doing that or I that doesn't work for me or whatever, right? These guys were willing to work with us and, uh, and accept the criticism that they were getting and turn it around for good. So we were seeing a lot of beneficial feedback from them as far as their uh, marksmanship goes. Um, so that was one of the big contributors to who we ended up picking to come over here. Nice. Yes. And I've shot a match with um, a lot of the instructors and it's a, it's a good group of guys. They legitimately seem to enjoy each other's company. And the fact that they're going out and competing is awesome. Um, you touched on it briefly that the POI kind of drew from the Micmic POI. And as we all know, uh, the way the Micmics were taught was derived a little bit from competitions, a little bit from the way Six Tower Academy appro approaches its instruction. But in its current form right now, um, I have to imagine that you guys have incorporated some other influences. So did you take influences from elsewhere in the military, in the civilian world, or from the competitive world? Yep, absolutely. So the uh, that birthplace of where the AMTB came from. Um, was done uh, by an Air Force guy, actually, is where we found a lot of this information. That guy's a ghost to me. He's he's kind of one of those like uh, autonomous guys that kind of do things on his own. Came up with the, the original program from the beginning and, and where he drew his inspiration from, I don't know that answer. Um, but I can tell you that what he, groundwork laid out uh, was working, right? Um, a few iterations of the AMTP going forward, you start to see a lot of like the competition world kind of show itself in there as well. So we're, the way we collect our data is using a system called JMAP. Uh, it's essentially a sister version of practice score. Um, so we use a lot of timers and uh, tablets to calculate the data that we pull through so that everything we're doing is kind of driven by data. So we're making data uh, driven decisions. Um, that really helps us out. So as far as like where these all came from, I. I couldn't tell you where it all came from. I like to think it's kind of like a hodgepodge of uh, a little bit of everything. There's probably some law enforcement mixed in there, uh, different versions of military training mixed in there. You can absolutely see the competition world shining through there as well. Um, and it is very much strictly 
a marksmanship course, right? We're not out there teaching tactics. We're not teaching this is the best way to do business. This is the how to shoot your weapon system better. Okay. So um, would you say that if it was a deficiency um, identified by that CBA that you referenced and uh, it's something that you can quantify and it's also something that's pretty challenging, then that's something you guys would consider adding to the POI? Yeah. So um, one of the things that we're trying to do as well is because we have such a healthy uh, uh, staff of competition, competitive, competitive shooters, excuse me. Um, we're constantly going out there and trying our hands at, at local matches, right? We're not out there trying to compete at majors. Uh, we're not trying to win nationals. Um, there's a couple night shoots that we've taken a part of uh, that we've competed against. And really what that did for us is kind of prove that, that what we teach works, right? So we do a lot of day shooting, but we do just as much night shooting as well. So being able to take what we have taught and learned uh, from this course and go and apply it, right? And, and the outcome of that was I had a lot of guys sitting in the metal bracket at the end of it, right? Which was the goal, uh, maybe not the goal, but that's what we were hoping for. But at the same time, it was nice to see it shake out that way because it kind of yeah. validates your program a little bit, right? Um, and again, I'm not, we're not the group of guys who are gonna go clear a house and then judge ourselves based off of that, right? I'm gonna base everything off of the marksmanship side of that evaluation, not how I clear the house, right? I'll leave tactics up to people who that's their job. I'm gonna stick with the marksmanship part because that's what we know best. Yeah, um, that that's great. But um, I guess my next question is, uh, out of everything that you assess in your POI, you mentioned that some of the shooters that you bring in, either as instructors or that you're uh, trying to teach through the program, they don't really have a competitive background. Are there certain parts of the POI that you assess are more challenging and that those kinds of shooters might have more issues with? Yep. Um, for for those people who competitively shoot, um, if you didn't grow up with a pistol in your hand and you started learning pistol later on in life, you're going to realize that that's probably the hardest thing you've ever tried to achieve in your life. Um, and we see that right up front every time, right? So guys get a pistol put in their hands. And the first thing we do with them is we, we run them through the evaluation, run them through a test. And most people fall apart with the pistol right away. Um, that seems to be the most challenging aspect. Uh, it's in our POI for a couple of reasons. One, because we firmly believe you'll be a better shooter if you understand how to shoot a pistol. Uh, so we, we rely heavily on that aspect. And that generally seems to flow well into everything else we further on train when it comes to rifle. Um, right off the bat though, hands down, pistol is a thing that the Marine Corps struggles with mostly because there's not a call for it either, right? We're not asking people to be dual armed. Um, but it is a great training technique to improve your rifle. Oh, I completely agree. And I think Dan, you and I've had this conversation before. And I know I've had this conversation with teams guys in the past, like in 2019, like you would see guys who were significantly better with pistol, just destroy people with the yeah. rifle just because you're dealing with something that has that long of a sight radius compared to something like this. So the margin for error is a lot larger when shooting a pistol. So if you could hone in your pistol skills, your rifle skills are just going to follow suit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I have a quick impromptu question I just thought of. Um, and a lot of it comes down to is, you know, we have this program now called the AMTP. Um, but who is your client? You know, who are you going out and teaching? And then who do you, you know, as, as this gets bigger, who do you plan on teaching? Okay. So, uh, originally we were formed for one purpose. Uh, the cadre was formed for one purpose and that was, uh, for the SOI instructors, 
right? SYEs, SY West, this, this was created for them because it directly correlates with the IMC that is being ran uh, at SYITB right now. Um, when the IMC got revamped a few years ago, they were looking for a program that would enhance their marksmanship capabilities, right? Right along with the CBA. They want, they want to start them young at this point, right? Uh, so there were two programs put up and the AMTP uh, was the one that was selected. Uh, so we were formed to essentially go travel to those locations so that we could hit them uh, at home. Uh, what that's generally turned into is we're going to host it here in Quantico, right? So we're going to run that schoolhouse very much like a CMC, CMT, right? We've got an initial course and an instructor course. Our, our initial clients, though, are SY instructors. We're trying to stack these classes with as many SY uh, combat instructors as possible. In the future, we're hope this is for the infantry, right? This is specifically for them, by them, for them, if you will. And uh, we're trying to get it out to them as much as we can. Um, we're generally getting onesies or twosies from uh, different infantry battalions from across the FMF. So that's been great. Uh, and generally we've been met with a lot of like, guys, this is awesome. Right. So they're eating it up as well. Um, I don't think that we're big enough to get it out as fast as everyone would like it to. Right. So I've got tons of people uh, hit, hitting up MPMS trying to get guys in there. And the, at the end of the day, filling seats is kind of what we're at right now and what we're doing. So uh, we'll get it out as soon and fast as we can. Um, I don't know what the projection looks like though. Right. So if all these guys are getting it at SOI, right. Three years, maybe they start turning into sergeants, four years, they start turning into sergeants. We'll have them back. Right. And we'll run through the instructor course so they can start running training for their Marines. And at that point, that's where it really starts to gain some traction. Uh, when you got sergeants reteaching, if you will, or, or furthering, sustaining that training that they were taught at SOI. Uh, and then it just takes off from there, in my opinion. Uh, I have, Kind of two follow-up questions for that. Um, first, you said IMC. So <clears throat> um, whenever you and I grew up in the Marine Corps uh, and we went to the School of Infantry, um, and this is just broad-based knowledge for people who aren't in the Marine Corps or aren't in the military, uh, the IMC, is that Infantry Marines course? Yes, sir. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. And then you said a statement uh, – you know, for the infantry, by the infantry. And this, yes, I guess this program was designed by infantry Marines uh, in particular, uh, but you guys have instructors that aren't infantry uh, men, right? Yes, so, absolutely. And, and, and that's not taking anything away from them because they're very good at what their, their primary MOS is, but then they're also very good marksmanship uh, instructors. Uh, so I guess my follow-up is, you know, whenever they go out there and talk to these combat instructors that are infantry Marines, uh, your non-infantry guys that are instructors, do they ever get any kind of pushback or or is, are the combat instructors like really professional in how they handle themselves? And like, uh, you know, everybody has egos, especially in the military, and everybody thinks they're the next Billy Badass. Um, so what's what's, you know, the environment like whenever you have that? And do yep. you ever have guys that have to like kind of prove themselves like, yes, I know what I'm talking about? Yep. So we a lot of our program relies on uh, performance on demand. OK, so we we run our standards. Right. And every time we tell them what's coming up next, we demo it for them. They don't ever see anything for the first time off the sites of their own gun. Right. So mm -hmm. they're watching every single one of my guys run the same drill that we're asking them to and meeting the standard that we're asking them to meet it in. Um 
and I love, absolutely love putting a motor T guy up there to run some of these drills, right? And watch the O3 community to my left, jaws kind of hit the floor, right? They're like, wait, this guy does what, right? It's like, he teaches marksmanship, okay? That's what he does. He just happens to have a day job as well, where it's motor T or whatever the case might be. I got a dad Marine, uh, like I said, PWS guy, right? This guy builds guns, but he can also shoot him as well. So um, it has not been a hostile environment, right? A lot of these guys, I think we all know, right? And even when we were young Marines uh, kicking it in the trenches, it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm Billy the badass shooter, right? You think that to yourself, but then there's always someone else that you meet right on the rifle range or whatever that generally tunes you up a little bit. So there's that inner competition that you never really get to, to breed right off the rip. Um, but when they come here, again, we make it very clear, this is marksmanship only. So you can check your, uh, how much weight you carry in your pack at the door, right? Uh, this is all about shooting. So we absolutely do a lot of performance on demand that really kind of, uh, right off the bat too, our initial evaluation uh, is hard, right? So we, we tell you right on the spot, pass or fail. Very few times do we say pass on our first time, right? So um, it's met right off the door, right off the rip with a lot of failure. And so most of the time when most people, not just Marines, but most human beings get met with failure, uh, you either shy away from it and you just struggle the next two weeks or you just kind of eat it up and it really improves your performance. No, oh, I appreciate that. That, that I think that really clarifies a lot of stuff right yeah. there. Um, and seeing that AMT AMTP falls under weapons training battalion, just like the Marine Corps shooting team, a lot of your, you know, instructors came from the Marine Corps shooting team, yeah. uh, how do you see the relationship between AMTP and teams working out for the for the foreseeable future? Well, Matt, you might remember you were you were in WebStream time before I was. Uh, was there ever a like a strong relationship between MPMS and teams? No. Okay. <laughs> I've heard there's been rumors that it used to be hand in hand, right? It used to be teams used to be out there learning the, the newest and best ways to do it, right? And then yep. that would get translated over to MPMS who again is in charge of like doctrine, right? We're the ones pushing out ARQ doctrine, uh, CPP doctrine, table well, three through six. Well, it's, it used to be plug and play, especially with like the warrant officers, because w whenever they had uh, the range officers there, you know, there's only a few places that rangers officers used to go to. The, the shooting team had like three ranger officers on it, two or three, you know, then there's MPMS, and then there were the different range complexes around the Marine Corps. And so, you know, and then I guess some of the warrant officers, when they would go over to MPMS, they would take guys from the team with them, guys that they trusted. But that yeah. hasn't happened, obviously, in a long time because we don't have range officers anymore. Sure, sure. I guess, yeah. I mean, I, and then you, we can all sit around and talk about how much or how little marksmanship has changed in the Marine Corps in the last decade or two, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if, if we're asking like my opinion personally, like I'm hoping that we can kind of bridge that gap between both organizations. Um, what that turns into, I, I don't know. What I'd love to see it turn into would be some sort of like mesh, mashup, right? So two years on teams, last year in PMS, whatever that looks like, I, I don't know. But I think it benefits both organizations, right? So yeah. teams maintains their mission, which I think is important, right? And so they're out there running their mix, running their summer seasons, competing at a national level, as they should, because that's how you get the quality of Marine instructor that we're getting pulled mm -hmm. over to NPMS later, right? Yep. You, know, you, may, you might spend your last year at NPMS rewriting doctrine, right? Making it better, 
constantly changing it because staying stagnant doesn't do anyone any better. Right. And uh, so I think that could be a way forward, whether that's the appetite or not, I, I couldn't tell you, but as, as long as I'm here, I'm going to keep trying to pull onesie twosies from teams because that is uh, super beneficial to have that kind of background to fall back on um, the, the marksmanship levels already there. And these guys are phenomenal instructors up front as well. So it kind of fits the bill. Well, what would be absolutely beautiful, and I know it's never going to happen, is instead of like coming over to Weapons Training Battalion on a three-year contract, if they made it like a four-year contract, because, you know, especially for teams, guys, because let's be real, by year three, that's when you finally come came into your own and you really started, like, that's when you become that heavy hitter. Yeah. Uh, and, and traditionally, that's how it, it's always been, especially if you're a guy that came from a, a non-competitive background, and, you know, you got there through the summer season uh, by year three, you are you're shit hot. Um, it'd be cool if you spent like three years on teams and then one year at AMTP, something like that. That way, now, whenever you go to AMTP, you're really giving back and you're getting the best version of that person and their abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I got an assortment of questions in no no particular order. Um, Dan, you mentioned that like the POI is pretty grueling and you expose people to failure right away. One of the things I've heard, I guess, what is, is do you have a favorite part of it? And why is it the eight hour dry fire slay fest? So that is one of my favorite parts. Uh, and I'll say it right up front. It was, it was miserable and grueling for different reasons, for different people. Uh, I got to sit across the room um, from from Chris Scott, right? And we're both dry firing pistols coming essentially from the pistol team. And you're having me dry fire for eight hours. And it's just like, dude, I get it, right? What I had to then come to terms with was like, there's a guy right next to me. This is his first out, first time dry firing, right? Like, if you don't know what dry firing is, if you are not inside the shooting competition world, it's going to be hard to define what a dry fire session looks like to somebody. So for us, we, that, that is key and constant throughout the entire course. We really reinforce uh, perfect practice, right? Um, so kind of the premise of our eight hour dry fire session, regardless of how many Marines we have in the course, it's 10 perfect reps and then we'll move on to the next thing. Right. So and we break down the, the draw, the draw process, the way we teach it. Uh, and it's like, once we, when we all move to grip the pistol right off the bat, we all do that 10 times clean. We'll move on to the next thing. Right. And there's times associated with each one of them. We work it down. We go from really slow, chop that in half, maybe, maybe by a third. Right. And we just keep bringing it down to it's right in the zone that we're looking for. Uh, and then from that, we progress. If we don't make it through 10 and we get to nine and oh boy, at the end misses one, we go right back down to one again. Right. So everyone who's good, who did nine good ones is going to get 10 more good ones. Right. And then the, the, the whole point of that, and one of the major things that we really rely on when it comes to AMTP is we incorruptible gun handling skills. I'm going to burn this into your brain and we generally get done at about one, two in the morning. Um, but what's really cool is when we show back up to the range, 07, 08 the next day, and the first thing we're teaching is pistol. It's really cool to see what eight hours dry fire does to a guy who has never done it before, right? And then all of a sudden, this guy's coming out of the holster looking like he knows what he's doing. And it's like, dude, this is so cool for, for me. That's why it's my favorite part. Um, it's grueling. It is painful. Guys generally wear 
band-aids or athletic tape on their knuckles uh, for the last two weeks, but um, it definitely gets them into a point where they're in receive mode instead of uh, maybe this isn't for me mode. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're definitely setting the tone by starting off like that. Um, so it, it's awesome to hear. Um, I've never drive hard eight hours in a row. Um, I don't think I ever will, unless, <laughs> unless the Marine Corps forces me to. Sure. Um, you mentioned AMTP Marines like going out and competing. Um, is that a common occurrence? And then does uh, does Weapons Train Battalion AMTP have a support system to like encourage Marines to go out and do that on their own dime? Yeah. So I'll answer that a couple different ways. So uh, the, those of us who came from teams, we absolutely believe in the mantra, right? Like competition breeds excellence. We believe that from the day we set foot into the downrange club and that doesn't leave us, right? That's kind of ingrained in us. And I didn't really know that until I left uh, my time on teams in the first place. I, I left and I was like, man, I'm really hurting for that next match. I need to go to the next match, right? And yeah, a lot of those come out of my pocket, right? Um, but what we found out was uh, we got a new um, new colonel and he was all about it. He was like, yeah, you guys should be doing competitions to prove that what you guys are teaching, coaching, that it works, right? Um, and he was right up front and he was very support, supportive and uh, sending us out there. That's why we did our night match and we'll continue to do our night matches um, because it's important to him. It's important to all of us. Uh, and it really just, it's the way to go, right? If you're not competing against your peers, um, don't expect to get better, right? Um, on the other hand, uh, we host because we have such a large group of teams guys and teams is also right down the road. It is not uncommon for teams and MPMS to get together on a Thursday, set up our own match, shoot it, and then do it again at night. Right. Just to make sure uh, that that it goes both ways. And what's really interesting is watching teams guys shoot at night, not something that they normally normally do. They're starting to get into it now, which we're really, really fond of. Um, but it's really cool to see guys like uh, uh, Joshua Cardenas will walk out there during the day and smoke everybody. And then you turn the lights off and he'll smoke everyone again. So it's like, okay, so what he does during the day is just as important as doing it at night. The only difference is I'm just turning the lights off. Right. So his gun skills are perfect. They're on par. Right. So uh, he's able to just run that over and over again. And the time difference guys, let me tell you the time difference between daytime and nighttime is not that different. This guy no, is doing the exact same thing twice, right? So it's super cool. And uh, we really glean a lot from that, right? We go back into the, what we teach and how we teach. And we're like, okay, so what we teach during the day is doing the same thing at night. We really, really bounce that off uh, each other all the time. Yeah, it's a good point about the uh, difference between day and night shooting. Um, those first iterations where you guys were you basically left like the stages from um, QSC, USPSA up, and then yep. you ran them at night. At first, I was a little tentative. But then after a while, you're just like, yeah, I know where my gun is. I know what angle my magwell's at. Like, I can slam these reloads. And then once you get the confidence, yes, I I beat one of my daytime runs at That's night. Cool. Like, it That's was, cool. I was just like, what the hell? Yep. Why, can't, why can't I do that when the sun's out? That's, that's, <laughs> that's stupid. Yep. Um so, uh, Dan, I appreciate you coming on and talking about AMTP. Um, just wrapping it up, one last question for you. So I know that you are due for order soon. Um, what is something you hope to see happen by the time that uh, you are out of the seat? What is something that you hope AMTP is able to uh, accomplish within the next year? And then, like, long-term Marine Corps-wide, where do you want to see this program go? 
So, so up close, my, my first major goals, um, really working with Weapon Battalion academic section to really get this thing put on a paper. So like in the traditional Marine Corps uh, POI and what that looks like, you're coming with the PowerPoint, a lesson plan, maybe a student handout. That's generally what it looks like when you say POI. We're doing 21st century learning now in the Marine Corps. It's not looking just the same. Um, what that looks like for a marksmanship program gets a little difficult, right? When you tell someone that you could be dry firing for eight hours, that really looks weird when you put it in POI format, right? So I don't know what that's supposed to look like. Uh, we've got a lot of people and a lot of support helping us making sure that that gets off on the right foot. Um, but before I leave uh, NPMS, I'd love to make that, uh, make that official. Uh, the faster that that gets done, uh, the, the more we, it opens up doors for us. We can get more people here. Maybe we get some, some, uh, um, some more BICs to fill, right? So now monitors can actually send Marines to us, uh, whatever that selection process looks like. But that would be my, my upfront goal. Um, a, few, a little farther down the road, um, I'm hoping that this goes to not just Quantico, but it is like a uh, maybe biannual thing where we go down to S both SOIs and we run larger size courses down there while also running courses here in Quantico. So just kind of expanding the footprint, uh, not just keeping it here at Weapons Training Time. It's like we all know, it's super nice to train at home uh, when you have all your resources available to you. And it gets a little weird when you go somewhere else to plan that. Um, but I'm hoping that a little bit not too far away, it starts to look a little normal. And when people say things like, hey, the AMTP crew is coming down here uh, to run a two-week range, that that now becomes like more of a household name, right? Farther down the road we're looking, Man, I can't wait to get out of the Marine Corps just so I can read some article about AMTP later on in my life where it's like, hey, the Marine Corps has increased proficiency in marksmanship by 400 percent or whatever that looks like. Um, that would mean a lot to me. I think as a as an enlisted Marine, uh, I think we all at one point in our careers strive to make change. And it's super hard as an enlisted Marine. Right. And a lot of times you might feel like your comments, thoughts, uh, actions kind of fall on deaf ears. And you might believe that that you're trying to change the world, but it just doesn't always happen for everybody. I have been blessed to be put in the position I am uh, to affect the amount of change that I'm able to affect. And I believe in what I'm doing. Uh, I'm super excited that I got to sit here and talk to you guys about it. Um, yeah, so I think in the future, hopefully, I don't know, maybe a Marine Corps Times article about AMTP. And uh, that would be the coolest thing for me to see. You know, you said something that I, I just thought of it. This would be cool as a long term goal, kind of like, a, you know, you have the big Marine Corps shooting team and then you have these post and station teams. It'd be really cool to see like AMTP, like you have the big team up at Quantico, but then you have no shit dedicated AMTP sections at yep. the SOIs, yep. you know, that that they're that is their sole focus. That'd be really cool to see. Yeah. So. Let me expound upon that a little bit as well. So us teaching combat instructors is to create extra AMTP instructors, right? So the two courses, they go through the first one, they come through the second one. That's our like T3, right? That's us teaching them how to teach the material. From there, they are free to run AMTPs, right? So if it's a combat instructor in a single company in ITB and he wants to run some of his students, some of his fellow combat instructors, he has the license to do that, if you will. Um, but yeah, absolutely. And, and the SOIs are doing that. They're starting those. 
uh, absolutely uh, the goal of what we're trying to achieve right now is to get SOI up to uh, being able to sustain themselves, right? And I'd like to jump out and like, hey, first Marines wants whatever battalion wants uh, an AMTP crew to come down. That's kind of what I was hoping for, I think. But yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Well, hey, thanks again for coming on. We really appreciate this. This is this is good information. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm super happy that you guys asked me to be on here. Thank you very much. Yeah. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, please take the time, you know, go on Spotify, Apple, whichever app you use to uh, listen to our podcast and give us a rating, leave a comment. If there's anything you guys want us to talk about, you know, hit us up and we'll try and get it out there. Thank you.